You're listening to Get Off Our Lawn, the CF Masters podcast. If you're expecting RX level quality, you should stop listening now. At our best, we are okay CrossFitters who just happen to know a lot of other old CrossFitters and like to talk. Our goal is to find some cool people to talk to us about the things we care about as masters. Ibuprofen, scotch, shoes, injuries, perceived injustices against our demographic, and the open amongst other topics. Some of them might even be CrossFit related. We also run the Facebook CF Masters group, which is where most of the crazy happens and a lot of our guests will be drawn from. So put on your lifters, pull up those knee sleeves, cinch up your weight belt, and most importantly, dip into the chalk bucket. And let's get started. Today's episode is, who the hell are you people? Maybe we just get started. Do you guys have a preference? Do you want me to ask questions? Do you want to kind of chip in and, and banter off of each other? Uh, Billy, you got an opinion either way? I mean, I'm open for you asking the questions and then we all go through it. Or, I mean, I'm, I like that like, too. I just want bourbon. I... Baby, baby, Billy, just go get a drink. Start tomorrow. I cannot. <laughs> I've done that like 11 times in the last six months. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You've only drank 11 times in the last six no, months? I've, You're a good start, man. I've started not drinking 11 <laughs> times in the last six months. It usually lasts about eight hours. Oh, I, I, I knew exactly what you were saying. So let's just kick it off. So here was my thoughts. One is we're a pretty different group of people in terms of personalities. And, you know, we've got 28,500 members right now. And um, hopefully we represent, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we represent a few of them. Um, And it would be nice for some of them to just kind of get a handle on on who we are. And then hopefully we can maybe even interview folks as we go forward here and and talk about you know not just the games athletes. No offense, Billy, you're amazing, but maybe some of our more normal folks too that that just get up every day and hit the gym too. Well, I'm out of here. Yeah. I think that's exactly what we need to focus on because, I mean, the super competitive athletes, such a small percentage, and, uh, and well, it's, 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 it's a small percentage, and, and at our age, it's not necessarily the healthiest bunch, maybe the physically active healthy bunch, but, man. <clears throat> a little broken down there, Billy? Uh, yeah, I mean, anybody that does... Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, guys that were very gifted athletically. That I mean, when I went to the games, I found out real quick that, you know, this guy was a Division One tailback, and this guy was a cross-country athlete in college. And this guy was a collegiate swimmer. You know, I was the beer league softball player. Uh, you know, that was the extent of my – I mean, I played high school football, but I wasn't a standout. Almost everybody had a very – most of them had a college athletic background, and uh, and I wasn't that guy. I mean, I'm nowhere near the athlete that Fakowski is, but his game and my game are the same in that we break down things to be the best we can be with what we have. I mean, I break down workouts. I mean, my, my first coach used to just make fun of me about how I would come in and watch other people do the open workouts. And I would break them down and, you know, I, and I, I promise you, I would 
I would be within two reps or 15 seconds on every workout because I knew what I could do. Um, you know, so. How would you break it down, though? I mean, what, what are you talking about? Would you look at it and say, well, if that's 20 thrusters, I know I can do them in sets of five or, I, you know, or the intensity or what would you kind of focus on in terms of your breakdown? Well, when I'm, when I'm coaching my athletes, the, my, my competitive athletes, I tell them that, um, I, for one thing, uh, if you want to think about people that are completely opposite, it's me and Chris Podesto. I don't know if you know Chris or are familiar with him, but Chris Podesto goes into every workout like it's 100 meters, absolutely as hard as he can go. And then he adjusts to his heart rate being 200, you know, in the middle of the workout. Me, I tell my athletes all the time, I look at every workout and I try to figure out the way that I can hurt the least. And that's kind of funny because that's not what you're supposed to do probably. But I look at a workout, I'm like, okay, where can I, how can I do this that I can suffer the least? And usually I get the best time for me that way. Perfect example is a workout with muscle-ups or chest-to-bar pull-ups where I could probably do sets, but I can do singles and never really get gassed. And guys that are way better than me at chest-to-bar pull-ups and muscle-ups think they've got to do these big sets. And I'll beat them a lot of times in those workouts, which is crazy. I avoid doing big sets by not having the skill. <laughs> that's just, that's just me. So Billy, let's, let's, I have a go. question, Billy. How did you learn to pace yourself that way? Did this just come naturally, or did you I, figure I, this out? I think it's just being very analytical, and I think that I just – I log – I don't do it now. I, I actually thought about buying a new log book. If I do, it'll be on paper because I'm not – technical enough to do it online i like paper when i'm doing stuff like that and uh old school yeah i mean i think i'd logged so many workouts and repeated so many workouts it kind of clicked with me that you know even though you can do i mean i can i've done grace with 10 touch and go or 15 touch and go cleaning jerks in two minutes and seven seconds i've done grace in two minutes and 14 seconds with all singles and was not dead when i got through so, wow. I mean, you know, it, it's just, um, I guess I'm built for the open. And that's what I tell people too all the time. I hate running. And if I'm in my gym where I can set up my workout exactly the way I want it, meaning that I can set up a mat so that I don't have to jump eight inches to the pull-up bar. It's just one little long reach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just built for the open. That's why I suck at the games. <laughs> well, you know, s- sucking at the games means you got there. So that kind of uh, says uh, a little bit there. But um, I want you to run every every workout, even if it's not a running workout. Oh, yeah, you're going to do clean jerks. You're going to run over there and do something else. Why can't we just have all our stuff right here? Well, I, <laughs> I can tell you flat out, and I don't even mean to be flipping here. I am not built for the open at 6'2 and 185 pounds. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that honestly would do a lot better than me at the games, but they can't get through the open. And that's the other thing. I mean, I don't train running because, you know, I'm 55 now, and there's so much, there's so many things you have to be good at in the open. Mm-hmm. I can't train. I mean, from the time I qualified, Till I went to the game, sure, I started running. But, you know, at that point, you, you don't have a lot of time. You right. have 
you have to totally concentrate on the open unless you're just gifted. I mean, you know, Will Powell or, you know, people like that. I think I'm not saying he didn't work hard, but I just think he's really a gifted guy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are gifted and or, or women. Let's put it that way. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. You know, obviously, we're not saying it, but we're old and I tend to default to that pronoun as well. Um, although I'm trying to change. Uh, I'm also trying to bring Steve in right now. Um, let's see if that'll actually work. My biggest thing is I really, I mean, and I guess this is a silly thing to say because people are probably that way, but I hate to, I hate pain. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I had rather do Murph than Fran. Give me a workout where I can just get it 80% and just stay there. Mm-hmm. I love that, but don't make me just hurt, you know? Robert, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, who are you? Where are you from? What's your day job? And 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 I'm kind of looking at this, if you can give us some background, everybody, is CrossFit is the key that kind of binds us, but it's one of the least interesting things about all of us. You know, it's like CrossFit is the kind of the central thread. But uh, so, Robert, what? who are you, man? So I'm 48 years old. In January, I'll be 49. I represent your average Joe. And uh, I can tell you how I got into CrossFit. I was a gym rat, and uh, I happened to be in Texas. And I was walking around, and uh, I was just exploring my neighborhood. And I saw six guys, about five or six guys, totally ripped in blazing heat on rowers. I figured they were part of the college rowing team. I was like, damn, these guys look like uh, the guys from 300. You know, the movie 300? I was like, Jesus Christ. I thought I was in good shape. Not at all. So I stopped, asked him. I said, hey, you you guys part of the rowing team? He's like, no, we do this thing called CrossFit. And I was like, what's that? Come on Saturday. Come check it out. Free class. I said, sure. Why not? I went home, told my wife. I said, yeah, I saw these dudes completely more ripped than me. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty big. I'll go out and show them. I can hang (laughs) with them. And uh, it was fight gone bad. And we started off with, you know, a 600-meter run just to warm up. And I was literally dying right off the bat. I don't run. I do curls. So there was an older, she must have been in her her 60s or something, and she was like, come on, honey, you got this. It's going to be all right. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the last one to come into the gym. All right, we're going to do Fight Gone Bad. You guys have all done Fight Gone Bad. My first CrossFit workout, too. I'm pretty sure I almost blacked out at some point. And I'm laying on the ground afterwards. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, my life is a sham. <laughs> I'm, I have been masquerading as someone fit and healthy. I'm not fit and healthy. I am nothing. How did this happen to me? I pick myself off the ground. I go home. I pass out on the couch for like four hours. I wake up to my wife standing over me. She's like, what the hell are you doing? And I get up and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I got to hurt everywhere. She's like, what, what were you doing today? I was like, I 
and I told her the whole thing. I said, I did this thing called Fight Gone Bad. She's like, did you fight anybody? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and I'm getting off the couch, and I hurt everywhere. I have never felt that kind of pain in my life. For three days, I hobbled around. I didn't go to the gym and do anything. All I could think about was, how did this happen? How did I get caught flat-footed? I thought all my life I was in shape. I wasn't in shape at all. I went back that next Saturday, and the same thing. Ended up on the couch, half paralyzed. So why did they program Fight Gun Bad on two Saturdays in a row? No, this was another workout. Uh, I kept on going back over and over again to the CrossFit, and it was just I could not believe I was that out of shape. Yeah. So, and, so uh, am, am I the only person in this group that cannot remember their first CrossFit workout? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I can't remember what I did. I just know that it was something that I thought was stupid because I couldn't do it. If it had been flat gone bad, you would have remembered it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I for the life of me, everyone's like, oh, I remember I did Fran or Karen or... Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I can't. I'm still doing it nine years later, but I can't remember a damn thing about what it was. Yeah. My first one was a rope climb, and I didn't know how to rope climb, so I just did it legless because I was strong enough. And I figured, what? okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I'll be honest with you. That's how I did rope climbs for two years because I, I, I was so uncoordinated that I couldn't figure out how to put my feet with my hands, but I could do the grip strength and I could get up the rope, so I totally get it. Yeah. So, wow. hey, Steve. Yes, what's sir. Your, what's your background story, man? Um. Okay, well, background, I mean, it's just, you know, typical Canadian kid, right? Grew up wanting to be an NHL hockey player, um, living on the West Coast, didn't get as much ice and snow as everybody else did. But, yeah, you know, just played, played hockey and played soccer and soccer became the thing to play just because uh, parents couldn't afford to put me through hockey any further. Um, I was a goalie. So the, of course, you know, the cost of pads and everything else was, you know, that was the most expensive position to play. So, um, yeah, so grew up playing soccer and played, you know, pretty competitive soccer up into uh, training with the, at the time, the, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps out here. And um, had a bunch of buddies that played NASL over in England and, you know, car accident kind of stopped all of that. Uh, whether I would have made it to the top flight, probably not. But, you know, it's pretty decent. You know, one of those guys, you know, just like like I could do everything pretty good. You know, I could play hockey pretty well. I could play soccer well. I could play rugby well. Uh, just really, in, really into sports. I love sports. So. Um, after I finished playing soccer, uh, ended up down, uh, training racehorses, kind of a 180, um, training thoroughbreds out here and breaking babies and, you know, turned cowboy for about four years and, uh, you know, did the, did the stupid things at rodeos, did the wild horse roping and riding that sort of stuff. And, uh, one day I grew up and actually found a girl that you know i don't know i don't know how how i married her um <laughs> that was to this day people just shake their heads i figured it's either going to get married or i was going to go to jail one of the two was going to happen 
So, yeah, so kind of got married and, you know, it was just, you know, life just kind of got in the way and, you know, you just kind of stopped doing things and, and kids come in and, um, you know, I, I was skinny growing up. I mean, I was always that, you know, 160 pound kid sort of thing playing soccer and hockey. And next thing I know, I mean, I'm getting real big and bigger and bigger. And uh, I got to a point where I was too about 258 pounds and um how, how and tall so, are you sorry how tall are you six one okay so so all i could think of is at that point i, I you know i wasn't really into working out anymore i was just thinking i wonder how much more i'd have to eat to like get to 260 so that was my purpose i thought okay cool i'm gonna get to 260 today i got i am 260 pounds look at that and um as it were, my wife started doing a boot camp workout, and so I started kind of going with her. And after a year, I ran into uh, one of the new trainers down there, a guy named Kurt Baker, um, was was training there, a young kid. And um, unbeknownst to me, he was also training at a, at a CrossFit gym. So as we went along, he was asking me, you know, what would you like to do? And I said, I don't know. I'd like to deadlift my body weight. I thought, you know, 250, 260 pounds. I'd like to deadlift that. That's what I'd like to do. So he just started throwing me into CrossFit workouts slowly but surely, slowly but surely. And, um, you know, then he just said, you know what? I think you're kind of growing out of this boot camp thing. Why don't you come down to, to a place called Hybrid Athletics where I'm working out and meet the coaches? Um, they've had teams that have gone to the CrossFit games a couple of times, CrossFit Fraser Valley. Uh, so I went down there and as I went down there, what I started to do is I started, I'm one of those guys that when I'm going to do something, buy something, I go online and I just start, I I check it out top to bottom. Like if I'm going to buy a car, I'll probably know more about the car than the guy that sells it to me by the time I go in. So I started watching CrossFit and I started watching, well, there's this thing as the CrossFit games. So I'm watching these guys, no shit, in, in 2014 or 2013. I'm watching these guys at the CrossFit Games, and one of the master's workouts was you guys were literally running on a track, Billy, and then you had to do rope climbs and lunges and double unders at one part of the track. And I'm watching these guys, and all I could think of, some guy named Hilmer Helborson or whatever his name was, and I'm going, fuck, I could kick this guy's ass. <laughs> you know, these guys look like, you know, Oh, 50-pound dumbbell? Shit, no problem, man. And, um, yeah, that was probably the worst thing I ever thought, you know, because, again, once I got down there, I mean, it they, they were literally soul-crushing. And, and I loved every minute of it, though. You know, I mean, I, I like that sort of stuff. Um, and that's kind of why I got, you know, why I kind of got excited about CrossFit. I, I enjoy, and Robert, I'm sure you get this when you're doing your, when you're doing your martial arts, too, there when you're fighting and stuff like that there's a euphoric like man this is really cool like i like to go to the bitter end just to see how far my body's gonna go you know before it totally collapses whether that whether it was training martial arts and sparring and fighting and doing all those sorts of things um that's why you know again that's what really appealed to me the whole thing of crossfit i enjoy going to like super dark places and see what happens Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, I did that growing up. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I'm 59 years old. So, you know, product of the product of the 70s, as it were, 
um, you know, the from from rock and roll to the to the disco era, and you know all the all the drugs that were involved in that time frame. I was I was all part of that. I was I was in for anything, and have been in for anything all my life when it comes to shit like that. So yeah, so it doesn't matter what it is. I just kind of go all in. Sometimes it's not the right thing to go all in on, but um, yeah. So that's kind of where I got to the CrossFit thing. So yeah, and it's been it's been a fun ride. And as you guys know, I changed gyms just kind of the last few months. And um, yeah, I just I, I I get a big kick out of it. So yeah, my life has been kind of all over the board. But right now, I I mean, I'm 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 in sales. I I work with, in the print industry, print print design. So I'm in charge with a lot of the breweries out on my side of the of the West Coast here. So and we love you for that. I get to check a lot of beers out and see what's going on with that. <laughs> don't don't and, say that. Uh, Billy just started sober September. I know. So have I. It's been brutal. I, I I've done it for like it's been two days for me. I'm eight hours in. I remember, and I my my little journey. I remember watching the games and i don't remember which one it was billy you got more of a memory than i do probably but the masters were in the parking lot and yep and it was a three rep max jerk third year third year okay it was three rep max jerk off the rack yeah and the thing that that got me was this guy goes up to the rack and he and he pulls the barbell off had nothing to do with the weight he was wearing glasses and I'm like, holy shit, he looks like me. <laughs> you, you, because, you know, you look at the young guys, and, and I've got some funky eyes, and it's just like, you know those moments where you just kind of recognize, like, ah, oh, okay, I'm not totally out of space here? Yeah. And and it just it just was so positive of like, oh, okay, all right, these old boys can throw down. These old boys can do it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we went, we the very next year, we went down to the games 2014 um, because our our gym at the time, their team made it back down to the games again. So my wife and I said, okay, you know what? We're going to be in Vegas. We're going to fly over from Vegas and watch the games. And so we got there a few days early and a bunch of us, we got one of the boxes or one of the, um, the, the club box seats, things, you know, private boxes and a whole bunch of us rented one of those out. And um, I, I just ran down to watch the, cause it was like, well, we're, we're all the old guys going on. And they're like, well, they're down on this field down there. So I ran down and watched all you guys competing on that field, freaking blistering heat. And I'm just watching you guys go. And I, and I recognize there's a few guys from Vancouver that were, that were down there as well at the time. And, and I, I just like, like, like the, the absolute appreciation that I had, you know, for, for guys my age doing some of the stuff you guys were doing. It was just like, holy crap, man. I mean, you know, to watch all the young guys is, is pretty cool. And I, and I get the whole idea of why, you know, people want to watch these, want, want to watch young guys and everything. But I, I don't care who you are. When, when your bodies have been through 40 and 50 years of, of you know whatever whatever your life has been through i mean it, it's pretty damn impressive what we do you know yeah, i think it is i think, I think it it's, is i think it's i think it's absolutely crazy you know um billy i remember watching you um and it was the workout oh god what was it it was like a it was a it was a three it was it was in the main stadium too and i was watching you guys and it was a row 
I can't remember what it was. There was like, there was like three movements to yeah, it. Yeah, low shoulder to overhead, deadlift, probably. Yeah, and it was just crazy. And it was, but I think there was a row in there too. Yeah, it started with a eighty calorie row. That's right, that one. And I watched that. And I, and I, yes, and I watched you guys do that, and I went, shit. You know what? That is the one that I want to do. I wanna, I wanna go back home. I want to try that, <laughs> and I want to see like, like, you know, where I, where I am, because I thought that's a really good, because they're all movements that I like to do. But, you know, again, I remember watching you actually. I remember watching you do that down there on the day sitting down there because we always got in to watch the watch the watch the guys early and i thought great we're in the main stadium here this is great but yeah i can i can specifically yeah. remember watching you do that you did really well in that if i remember correctly yeah that's i won that one that was my favorite it's, one of all yeah. time <laughs> yeah i remember that because it was like holy shit you're just absolutely kicking ass out there amazing how winning makes you feel good about something so. yeah um so hey billy how about you? And, and, and maybe a little bit. I mean, you're probably the known athlete from this group, but you've got your own, was it heating and air conditioning business? I mean, you're not a one-dimensional CrossFit guy. Like, who, who, the, who the hell are you? Why? Wh- what, what's your life look like that you can train for the games, but you kind of own, but kind of, you own your own business? Well, it made for some really long days. It wasn't like I owned the business and I was able to take half my work day and train i would when i was training for the games it was you know 12 hour days i'd work eight to five and then go to the gym and be home at nine o'clock you know and um it was uh it was tough it was a tough three years of my life i mean i look back on it it's like you know for three years everything i did rotated around training for the games and that meant my wife wanted to go on a trip i'm looking for gyms and contacting them to say hey I'm that guy that's going to ask you if I can do my program at your gym, you know, because people are always like, really, you want to come to my gym and you don't want to do my work. But but uh, as far as my backstory, it's a family business. I've been there since I was out of high school. Um, uh, I was the opposite from the story we just heard. I was always the fat kid. I was the kid in the pool with my shirt on, you know, Um, Yo, yo, I, I, I can't picture that. I'm sorry, but I, I never knew you in that phase, but I just can't yeah. picture that. That was, was me. I still have, I think the terms body dysmorphia, no matter how much weight I lose, I'm still fat to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife gets so mad with me when I say it and she's like, shut up, you know, but um, <laughs> anyway, I yo-yo dieted for 20 years. I mean, from that, from 20 years old to 40, it was lose 20, gain 25, and it was just constant. Um, saw a friend of mine and his wife, and they looked fabulous. I was like, what are y'all doing? And she said, CrossFit. So I went and met with the gym owner, and I talked to him, and it was $200 a month. And so I was like, man, I can't do that. You know, I just, at that point, I didn't want to, I didn't want to buy into that. So it wasn't, a month later, I saw another two friends of mine, and they looked fantastic. And I, same thing, what are you guys doing? CrossFit. So I bit the bullet, you know, I'm nine years in and, um, man, there, and like first, first workout fight gone bad and it destroyed me. I mean, you know, I had no idea how to go into that thing and nothing about strategy and I just died. And, uh, man, I, I don't think, uh, I've missed more than five days in nine years. 
But a lot of that is because of the fact that it's the only thing I've ever done that I lost weight and I maintained it. So I'm terrified. I mean, I can be honest about it. I'm terrified of gaining that weight back. So I, I can't not go to the gym. I guess that's that cardio addiction thing. But I mean, I'm just fine with doing a 10 minute workout. As long as I get my heart rate up, I feel like I did the day's work, you know? Um, Yeah, that's, that's something I'm finding is really, really handy about being in my garage now is I, I don't feel bad about just doing something short. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's still getting the work in, still getting the work in. So why, why are you guys admins? What's the, what's the point? I mean, why, why jump in anybody? What's why? I mean, I know why I want to be an admin. It's just fun. It's enjoyable. I've got a overinflated sense of ego. I think that's Ah. pretty damn clear. Um, I like being a smart ass, but then not getting reported. Um, you know, that's me, but why do you guys, when, when you, when Angela pinged you and, um, said, why do you want to be, you know, you want to be an admin? Why'd you say yes? Wow. Uh, Angela, you know what? Yeah. So there was a, there was, we come from a time, Angela and I come from a time when there was all different administrators. We weren't the originals. Nope. We got rid of them though. (laughs) So I think uh, I, I, you know, I can't even remember the original members anymore, but a lot of them stepped down and just didn't feel like doing it anymore. But uh, I remember back in the day when everybody was selling sunglasses and sex toys. And it huh. was just a absolute hey, hey, river Hey, that's still allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's anybody like, wants to sell a sex toy on our page, it's okay. <laughs> I just remember there was rivers, it like posts and posts upon posts of sunglasses. And it was from like Vietnam or something. And I just remember getting in there and I said, let me in there and I will personally clear out all those posts. And it took me, it were literally 400 posts a day. And I chopped and I whacked and I cracked and I went through those posts deleting till my finger was numb. Those were the original days. That's what I remember. It was hardcore. And then we had to like go through these people and find all these fake accounts and take one out at a time. It was, it was, I remember how stressful that could be some days. So Angela, what is this master's group? I mean, what, What's it been? What's it mean? I mean, I've got my opinion, obviously, but, you know, you've been around for longer than the other admins. You've seen it grow from 500 to 28,500. What's it mean to you? Mostly it's a pain in the ass, but uh, virtual world is an interesting place. But if you hang around long enough in this CrossFit Masters group, you can actually get a sense of what type of personality people have and whether you'd want to have a beer with them. And I learned a lot of stuff. And I also learned that there's a lot of um, people I wouldn't have a beer with. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mostly, I, I would mostly, say there's more people, more people that I would than wouldn't, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
going to have a Masters beer tent at the games. Um, one of the best things about the group is how excited all us old people are just to share all our old people problems. <laughs> this is true. I think what's really funny is the uh, you can actually see the progression of how jaded the CrossFitters are from when they start until they get to, I'm not going to say where I am, but, you know, that, I mean, every, I want to delete everyone that says age is just a number. I oh, just want, let's, uh, let's, let's ban that. I know. Because it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's On the not. podcast, when someone says that, let's have a big bullhorn go right over it. Because that's <laughs> such fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I am I the only one though too? I mean, and and there are some amazing people in the group, but when I approve a thirty-five year old to join the group, uh, I'm just <laughs> No. I you know what? I, I check out you know, I go right to their profile. I'm gonna make sure this person is so legit it's not even funny. If I find one little thing that just irks me about him, go, you're thirty-five. <laughs> Another year. Of course, oh, you're still PRing. You're yeah. You know, should I have should I have said I'm going to be 49 years young? Oh, oh God, I hate that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every time uh, I see that, it's so fucking corny. That's my pet peeve in real estate ads. This home is 21 years new. No, it's 21 years old. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> you know the thing. I'm, I'm the, driven the, cars older than most of the baby masters. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that I find on I and, and it's something that always and it, it hasn't surprised me, but it's just really cool is that, again, you know, now now at 59, 58, there's a lot of people you can sit there and make a comment about a, a band or something you did when you were, you know, in the 70s. And they're all like, yeah. And, and that's some guy from Pennsylvania or someone or, or a woman from Dallas or they're all over the world and they've all done the same shit we have. <laughs> no, it's not unique. Like I think, God, I wonder if anybody outside of of Coquitlam, British Columbia, ever did this stupid thing. Like how many people have hitchhiked naked on the way up to Whistler? Well, they weren't in Whistler, but they hitchhiked naked because their friends thought it'd be hilarious to do it. You know, but it's, there, there's just such a commonality of of a lot of shit that we have done growing up. You know, yeah, to, to me, this group is the the water cooler. You know, it's the old, it's, it's how we converse. I, I don't know about you guys would love to hear it. I, I don't have people in my office who get what I do. Um, no. uh, and, and like when I did the uh, death ride a couple of years ago, I had one guy who was like, Oh, here's how you need to train for it. I'm like, I'm not training for that shit. I'm just going to go up and make it work. Right. And, but I don't have folks who get it. And maybe you guys are around more people and Billy, I know you own a box. So you're around more folks, but Steve, do people in your office understand what the hell you're doing? They have no idea. They just, oh, yeah, you CrossFit, huh? Someone said that you CrossFit. I went, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I CrossFit, and I fly fish, and I golf. It's all the same thing. Don't worry about it. Don't ask me any questions. We got a meeting in an hour. We'll talk then. You know, so, yeah, no, there's, there. I, I've, had, I've had one person in our office who was actually involved with CrossFit a lot younger than I was. Um, and you know, just, he was there and it was always fun to talk with him cause he kind of got it, but 
Yeah, no, n- nobody in my office, and, and I don't even try to explain it to people in my office. It's just, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I I, you know, I grab my coffee, I I lock my office door, and I get online, and I start, you know, thinking, what am I going to type here? Something to do with chalk, maybe, and just freaking go for it. Really, chalk? Yeah, chalk. I don't know why that came into being one day. I just decided, you know, I'm going to start writing about chalk. And I'm going to just get, like, totally involved and engaged in, in chalk. And everything is going to be about chalk. And I want to – my whole goal of doing that is I want to see how many people I can get thinking the same way that I am and start posting and, and making comments where it's always about the chalk. And it, it's hilarious to watch now. For me, it's really funny. It's got a life of its own. Oh, it's gone. It's just gone haywire because every comment is, well, how much chalk did you use? Did you chalk that? Yeah. Are you going to chalk that? And now what do you see? Pictures of people. Hey, look at the chalk on my steering wheel. Look at, I got a dog. There's chalk on my dog. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I, I love it. Well, but here's the deal, man. I sent you a picture of my brand new chalk bucket and you did not respond. Ooh. It was a video of me opening the lid. It, was, it wasn't a picture. It was a video opening the lid. And that was day one of my chalk bucket. And I just want you to know I'm, I'm hurt that I got no response from Steve. I, you know what? I did, wow. Did you send that? Did you send that like private message or did you send that uh, through through Facebook? It was through the admin group. Through the list. admin I'm. Man, I did, I'll have to go back on that. I, I honestly <laughs> didn't see that. Oh, if I would have saw that, I would have made a comment for sure. So, so how do we, the, one of the things that I'm interested in sharing with folks is how we actually accept new members. And I think there's some basic criteria, be over 35. Uh, one of the things I don't like to do is like CrossFit boxes or other groups. I like the personal aspect. I like, you know, uh, Melissa so-and-so or Catherine or this, or I like the individuals, not the groups, but I mean, what, like, like Billy, what do you look for when, when you see a new member, if you're going to sort through them, what do you look for to say yay or nay? That's a good question. Um, I obviously, I'm kind of like you with the age thing. I mean, when they, it's hard sometimes to click that button when they're 35 or just turned 36 and they're already complaining about being old. But uh, I usually go to their profile and and see if they're engaged in CrossFit. But um, as far as, you know, like I think we would have some discussion about suppliers and stuff um, and programmers. I've got a problem with uh, people trying to come on and sell programs because everybody's doing it now. You know, so how do you they get in there as a master and then they start that stuff and then you have to deal with it. I don't know that I answered that, but <laughs> it's, if, if, if it's what you do, um, Angela, what do you do when you look at new members? Um, I definitely check out if they've listed a box, whether that box does exist. Um, then I, I look at their Facebook page, but you can't always go by that because I almost like there is no CrossFit on my Facebook page. That's not how how I ever used Facebook. It was for um, science and technology. And if I put CrossFit on my Facebook page, it would, you know, wouldn't be right. So I look at if they're like 35, 
sometimes I don't accept them because I think that's a bullshit number. (laughs) (laughs) If they're standing there and they've got, you know, crossed AK-47s in front of them and a rebel flag behind them, I definitely don't let them in. Um, If they have a puppy in their picture, they probably get in because I'm a sucker for dogs. And um, then I, I, I keep an eye on them. If they pop up in the next week and say something really that's not, you know, good, then then they're out. I give them probation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you never hear from them again. That's it. And if they pay me money, I'll I'll let them in. I actually yeah. need Angela money to become a part of the group. And yeah, five bucks. I've only known. You know, I probably would have kept my money. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to confess here. So when I see the 35s, I don't even bother looking. I let you guys do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I I just say... don't. I like in their 30s. I'm like, sorry, you guys check it out. I'm going to take a look. I, I, I need the two answers to the questions. If if I'm not getting somebody, how do you guys deal with this? When you get invites. Do you dig into each profile or no? I don't. I I don't. (laughs) I don't. I don't have time for it because we're getting hit with so many invites. I'll look into your profile. I want to see that you're crossfitting or some kind of active lifestyle. If I don't see it, I leave it for you guys. People that are active, they have it on their Facebook. I dig in their pictures. Bing, approved. Bing, approved. Everything else gets left for you guys. I I want to... I'm really about the people that are into the lifestyle. I, I want I want knowing to see how, health, you know. Oh god, sorry. Knowing how privacy settings work, a lot of times you only see like profile pictures. Um mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm I'm with you and, and the baby masters on the group are gonna be like, Man, these people are <laughs> and, and I am, uh, so I'm not gonna venture far from that. But uh, I just kinda look and just see, you know, is this person who goes on a ton of rants and and, you know, I've got my political leanings, but I'll pick people from both political sides of the aisle. It's just if they're going to if they post nothing but that, I'm like, oh, that's a flag that they might go into our group and have an attitude, you know, on either side of that aisle. So I tend to look for something like that. Um, I do. You know, obviously, if you got like I'm in the open. Well, that's pretty straightforward right there. Um, we tend to get a lot of scammers. Actually, maybe not so much anymore, but we used to get a lot of uh scammers and then i i think there was like a game or something like cf masters because occasionally we get some like uh gamer types but i haven't seen many of those lately all right you make me laugh when you say on either side of the aisle there is actually countries out there where there is more than just one or the other political party or or thought so i'm i get really excited when i see international masters wanting to join beyond America, so I, I they usually get in if they're what, uh, the, the yes. right age group. What countries exist outside of America? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, whenever someone in from Ireland or Sweden or or France wants to jump on board, I think yeah, that's cool. Like the Fr- the French throwdown that they had, that brought a lot of members in. Um, I have no idea why, and because I'm still an admin over on the HQ Masters group even though that's defunct uh, um i still have control over there so people still will i can still drag people over to our group if i want but i try not to do that too often 
because we have better things to do. I find it fascinating, like, if somebody will say, you know, excuse my English, but I have this question, and obviously English is not their first language, and the only way I can translate is by using Babelfish. <laughs> so, I'm like, if you're trying in, the, in a language that ain't yours, you get tons of credit, you know, because I speak English, and I barely do that. So, what have we not covered, folks? Um, maybe some futures. Um Personally, what I would love to do is, is you know, I would love to get master's friendly com- competition list. I mean, looking at like the legends last weekend, that looked insane down there. Yeah, that did look fun. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys want out of this? Want to have a little fun. What, the podcast? Yeah. Have a little fun. Yeah, you know what, yeah. I, think, I think that's important, right? I mean, you know what, I, know, I, I, I see a lot of posts where, where, where people want to get intense all the time and and you know, I, I and I think that's great. Like, there's always time for intensity, but I, I I look at this and 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 I try to when I post, I try to keep things as light as I possibly can. I want people to have a good chuckle, you know. Just yeah. you know, when when they when they finish reading it, there's no there's no anything. There, there, there's nothing else they can say other than yeah, that was pretty funny. Or you know what, they can blow right yeah. past it. Or you know why you why you post it. And, and I don't really care if people don't like what I post, but you know, there, there's just so much shit going on in the world these days. It's just so crappy that, look, we got a group of, you know, like I say, 28, 28 or whatever it is, thousand people now that, you know, that why not try to just have some fun with this? I mean, you know, yeah. we're going to get intense when it, when intensity comes and everybody does and we're going to have some fun with this, you know. I think uh, I think there are some masters with sponsors and so forth, but out of twenty eight thousand people, twenty eight thousand five hundred to be precise, I would say about you know twenty eight thousand four hundred ninety nine aren't making a dime out of this shit. Huh. That's no. And and I know you want to you want to <laughs> you really and and I love that. I want to get That's, I want to get that, Freddie on and Billy to I, interview Freddie about got, being China's bag bitch. I have got to be. I got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Freddie will be fun because number one, Freddie was my hero when I started CrossFit. I've got old messages where I was asking him things and he was telling me, you know, giving me advice. And I, I tell you, and I've, I've told him when I went to the games those two years, my goal was to beat Freddie. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's because Freddie's going to take everything in stride. And, and, and you know what? He, he will find that just as funny and won't take offense to anything like that. Where if you sat there and you just kind of played him like, you know, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to call you Freddie Cho for God's well, I mean, sake. Right? Yeah, I mean, you went, so. All right, folks. What else do you okay. want to say? I mean, okay. I think this is a great intro. Angela, I didn't ask you a lot of direct questions, but I got those on the first session with you. And I taped um, my first session anyways. So that you have so much about me. You I can do. Just, uh, but I, do. I can just tell these guys that um i was never an athlete i was always a nerd i'm still not an athlete i'm the mediocre crossfitter same but here the difference is is that the I difference is artist. that there is almost no women of my age or no women over the age of 40 who look like i do or do what i do so i stand out and i work at the faculty ah. of engineering there's nothing but phds so i walk into a room and everyone else is you know super smart but i just flex <laughs> the guns and dominate that way 
But, you know, what I like about CrossFit is is the equality of the women. It is, I mean, you guys all grew up around guys' sports, Steve talking hockey. Girls don't get into the NHL. You know, we're puck bunnies. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Serena Williams and Bianca now, um, the whole sport thing is always geared towards you guys. You make all the money. But at CrossFit, when you see the daughters or the Australian chicks or, you know, they're throwing down and it's it's equal. And that's very empowering to see. And and when I see the Masters women do this, it's even more outstanding because it's even more rare. And it's great to watch. And it does make you a badass. Yeah. You guys, I mean, we're used to you guys looking that. The only thing I'm going to disagree with you on is, so so Billy came at it from, from, as his words, the fat kid. I never identified as an athlete because I graduated high school at six foot two and 140 pounds. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't play football. I didn't do any of those things because I, I just thought I was nobody. And, well, I was a big, tall, blown-in-the-wind somebody. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize that for a long freaking time that I was actually capable of doing stuff. And triathlons got me into the, you know, fitness world kind of a thing. But, um, it, you know, I, I think what you say about looking at these masters women, especially throwing down, is it gives other women who might be 40 and not going to a gym – the ability to look at it and say, wait, they, they can do that. I can probably get close to that. And I think that's, that's oh, you power. know what? But I, I'm, I'm going to disagree in a way because I don't tell when people ask me how I look the way I look. If I told them what I actually have to do to get to look this way, how much time I've put in. I've been CrossFitting pretty much every day for nine years. And before that, it was boxing. And before that, it was strength training. I did all that to get through a divorce. There are very few people who are willing, other than CrossFitters, to to do what we do every day in the pain. So I just say, you know what? I go to the gym. I mean, being a gym owner, um, yeah. I mean, I see people walk in the door, and I give give everybody a free week because I tell them right up front, this is not for everybody. And what's really crazy is the ones that come in, and are just wide open cheerleading every every Facebook post they make is how awesome it is. They're not staying. They're not going to be there. It's, it's that person. That, they're, they're not. I mean, those loud cheerleader type are gone in six months. It's that person that comes in is in the back of the room and they'll ask you for some extra help and uh, they stay within themselves. And that's the people, tons of nurses, tons of, of uh, teachers. Tons of them, um, but but what I, I agree with you in that uh, I think CrossFit is as far as equality is probably the most equal sport. Uh, you know the, the masters yeah. are in CrossFit are probably the females the the WNBA <laughs> in CrossFit, but as far as male to female, you know it's, yeah. it's as equal as it can be. You know. Yeah, you know, I like it's that. Funny, it's funny you say that, Angela. You know, I can remember being at the gym and just kind of standing there after I'd finished working out. And one of the new guys came up and we're, you know, just kind of chatting. He goes, what does your wife think of you doing that? And I said, well, why don't you go ask her? She's at the end there. That's She's the one that's squatting that weight at the very end there. 
And the guy just kind of looked at me like, oh, like like your wife does this? And I go, yeah, man. Like, you know, it's it's not it's not just the guy's thing. I got my girls in this. My wife is in this. And it's, you know, it, I, I get excited when I see my kids and my wife going in and do, I mean, they've trained again. They've trained martial arts as well. They're all black belts, martial arts. You know, there there's. I don't know if it's a certain if it's a certain type or, or, or mentality you got to have, but yeah, I mean, I, I I love the fact that that women just kick ass in there and 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 it's 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 fun. I enjoy a lot of times watching more the women. Like you know, I was making a comment about about Susan Clark out here in Vancouver. I mean, like 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 holy shitsters. I mean, you got to sit there and just kind of look at her and go, man. If you want to know badass in CrossFit, just that that sixty year old woman over there, that's a badass. That's who I want to sit and have a beer with, not the not not the twenty eight year old guy that just deadlifted nine thousand pounds. That that chick over there is who I want to see. Yeah, you know the one who could be the grandmother of of the world champion Tia. You oh. know <laughs> that's you know, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, that's, I want to be that grad badass grandpa and grandma. Like, look at my grandparents over there. You know, that's, that's them. Like, it, that's, that's what you want. I, I just think that's just freaking cool. I they think we're there. Shit I did back in the seventies, but you know, they need to know the good stuff. And, and, you know, I, and I'm sure you all, you all are in the same boat, but uh, a little bit more just, not to get too long-winded, but when I started in the CrossFit gym, I was 270. Says 5'9 on a good day, 270 pounds. I had a bad right knee. I couldn't go up a set of stairs. with each, I had to go one leg at a time. I had to use my good leg, you know, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I tore an Achilles in 96 in my other leg, and I probably didn't. Some of the reason the other knee was giving me trouble, but when I started, I remember vividly about 90 days in, I was 46, thinking, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm too old. My knee would swell up. My Achilles, I, I couldn't walk when I was, you know, and, uh, but I stuck with it. And then my knee, I mean, it was better. I mean, you know, I got stronger. My Achilles never bothers me anymore. Now I'm back to revisiting that same knee because obviously CrossFit wasn't a miracle. It made it better, but it didn't fix it. And I firmly believe that competitive training is what shortened my lifespan of that knee because it was already bad. But then those three years that um, that I went, you know, four hours a day, it was just it was more than it's, I mean, I know I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a bus killer, but competitive training for most people at our age isn't probably the best thing for them unless you've got the discipline like Dale the fountain that you know after he does his four hours he goes home and does stem for three or four and stretches i mean i, I tell a lot of people all the time you know, I, did, I was a rock star of the crossfit games because i just went and competed i never stretched and i never did all the other stuff that i was supposed to do and that's my lack of discipline I, I liked game time, but I didn't like practice, if that makes sense. And practice wasn't the work in the gym. Practice was that stuff when you got home that you needed mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm learning that after shoulder surgery now, just how much extra stuff, if I don't do it, I, I'm just screwing myself now. Uh, same thing, you know, hey, warm-up's two minutes on the bike. Okay, let's go clean. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that's it. 
That, that, I had a 50-minute warm-up today. <laughs> That's partially why I a video of myself looking like crap doing squats yesterday is because I didn't realize I haven't been doing mobility. I've been stressing work. I work at a startup. And I'm like, I showed, looked at the video, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you, okay, you hit, you hit depth, but uh, you really need to work on your ankles and your hips and everything else. And, but that's legit. That's real. And, and the other thing that drives me nuts about the group sometimes is when people are like, well, I hit a 95-pound clean, and, I, and that's my PR, and I know it's not a lot for you. And I'm like, bullshit. That is it, – it's if you've never been in a gym and you cranked out you know, a, a PR, congratulations. I, 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 I just love celebrating with, with the members when people hit something that they never thought they could possibly do, whether it's a you know, 300-pound snatch or, or a 115-pound deadlift. It's still, it's still persistence that, that gets them there. From his point of view as a as a PT, and then you as the as the coach and the games athlete and the old dude. So I think that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, those were well received, Billy. And you know, someone who's got a bona fides and says, "Okay, here's how I do things," and you know, I tried to get I tried to get Freddie last year. I mentioned it to him privately, but I'd love for he and I to go head to head. You know, in video. You know, oh, yeah. Because, see, neither I'm not going to make the top. I don't want it bad enough anymore. But it would be so cool if we could simultaneously video. You know, I don't know how to do that technically, but it'd be cool, you know. Even if we videoed them and then after the fact you put them together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think, yeah. Well, that's easy. When I mentioned it last year, he didn't seem that interested. So I don't know that he'll be interested. But, I mean, I think he's in the same boat that I am. I know I'm not going to make the top 10. It'd be cool to make the top 200, but that would make, that would give us a little incentive anyway, you know? So the biggest question is, is what are we going to do to get ourselves down to the game next year? I'm going, so. Yeah, I got I to I gotta, I gotta make a commitment to go again. Because um, I, I just think that, you know what, even if it was impromptu and we just made it up out of thin air and just walked into a beer garden put a circle, put a big sign, we're the CrossFit admin team, and just started, you know, having fun. I, I, I believe that you would attract a lot of people. Out of the blue, a lot of people would recognize, even if you did something as stupid as that, to put a sign on a table that said, we are the CrossFit admin team, come by and talk to us. <laughs> Get off our lawn t-shirts. We could yeah. sell them. Let's start selling them now to get ourselves really? down there. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, guys, I got to get off here because I got some work to do. And uh, um, we'll let Ron figure this uh, mass of uh, whatever it is. He'll figure it out and let us know what's going on. I will try and do some editing. Uh, Dell said he'd like to do a podcast. I'll try and get him scheduled. And um, my yeah, thought Sean is... Sean Rocket is down for it, too. Sean Rocket's down for it. I'm love really... I can't wait to hear that. that That'd be a good I, one. I would yeah. love to go and work with him over at the games. So so let's talk about you. All right. I love talking about me. Who are you? Um, uh, my name is Angela Paz. Most people call me Ange, so you can call me Ange. I'm 55 years old, which makes me into that great category where the weights go down in the open, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, the reps go up, though. Ah, uh, uh, just, yeah, everything hurts. 
Um, I've been crossfitting for about nine years. You would think I would be better. Okay. <laughs> like, seriously, I am mediocre at best. Um, but I show up at least five days a week. I try 80%. I don't try 100%. I, I keep that for the open. Um, so are you going to do the open? I'm probably going to do the open, yes. Uh, I've had a Achilles tendonitis now. For, we're on to the 12th month, and I can't seem to be uh, getting it to feel better. So if the first open has double unders, I'm screwed for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll keep that to the end. So, uh, so tell me something outside of this CrossFit thing. I'm a writer, and I've been a writer, uh, all my uh, professional writer, since I was 21. I'm a journalist through training, but realized that I didn't like actually journalism because all you were doing was writing about people doing terrible, horrible, rotten things. Most of the news is that. So I just switched to um, other kinds of writing. Right now, um, the last five years, I've been working at the Faculty of Engineering at the University of Waterloo. So I get to write about technology. Uh, Basically, it's ground zero. It's pretty fun. Uh, I get a lot of great projects. I have two adult daughters, none of them who live at home, which is awesome. Um, Let me tell you, there is almost nothing better than living by yourself. (laughs) I I, I foresee a roommate for the rest of my life, so I I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about how I found, how I ended up in this group. Yeah. Yeah. How I ended up being an admin. I, I uh, joined, the group started about how many years ago? Probably 2011. And I think there was like two, 300 members when I joined. Huh? And for some reason, um, I just got it in my head that I was going to have a persona. And I used to write these crazy things because I, I thought, okay, this place needs to be a little more fun. Um, and then I just started having fun with it. And then the founder of the group, Terry, bailed and passed it over to me. And all of a sudden I had, you know, this growing group and and there's then we just started adding more admins because it was getting crazy. And when did you when did you become an admin? Mm, so I've got my I, I, I couldn't find that. Um, I did join the group in uh, June of 14. So I've been around about five years now. And uh, it feels right. like I've been an admin about that long. But <laughs> in truth, I'm sure it was mm. more like 2015 or 16. It kind of it kind of blends, and I don't know if that's age or the fact that I've got high schoolers or what, but it all just kind of blends. <laughs> that's the good thing about being a master is that a CrossFitter. You just can't remember if you did something yesterday or 10 years ago. You know, what's my PR? I have no idea. That's a number written down somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I've lost all my it. PRs because I used Wadzilla, and when I switched phones, all of them got deleted, which is kind of good because, like, my Snatch PR sucks, and I really don't want to ever see it. So now I just don't have to claim one. I think that they should restart PRs after you hit the age 55. I don't think I should be held to the previous Angela because that previous Angela is dead. Well, I think that's something we need to talk about. Not necessarily here, but folks have talked about it. And uh, future episode, we need to pull some folks in and say, how do you disassociate? When do you disassociate? You know, do you need to disassociate your your prior life versus today? Like today, I could not go out and run, you know, an 18, 17 minute 5K like I used to do without even thinking. And really? You just threw that down there. That was a little humble brag there, Ron. It's a humble brag. But you know what? That's what you get for growing up being a really long and lanky person. And 
You know what doesn't work very well in CrossFit, especially with regards to strength, is being long and lanky. Yeah, except for wall balls and maybe some rowing. No, that is it. Rowing, yes, I am really good at rowing, but wall balls, that's a complete myth because I have so much farther to go down. Like the range of, yes, I don't have to leap off of my feet to, to get the ball to 10 feet, but I got to go you know, from eight feet down to like three feet and then all the way back up. So I hate. So walking. is this, is this why Matt Fraser's so good? <laughs> Cause he's well, only what? Five, seven. <laughs> I think there's a couple of things. Yeah. Cause he's five, seven, uh, <laughs> because he works his ass off. Might be part of it. Might be part yeah, of it. I don't know. I don't and, know. That guy kind of, he might know CrossFit. He, and he's, you know, mobile as all get out, probably because he works on it. I, I can't say I do. So it's partially my problem. It bothers me that I am as I'm old enough to be every one of the CrossFit Games athletes, mom, everyone, including Sam Briggs. <laughs> uh, OK, um, tell me about you then. Wow. I always love talking about me. Not. Um, Wait, no, all men do. It's okay. I just felt like I was on a Tinder date there for a second. Okay, <laughs> enough about me, Ron. More about you. Um, what's a what's a date? Um, so um, <laughs> I've been in CrossFit about eight years, nine years now. Um, recently transitioned. I I was at uh, NorCal <laughs> CrossFit for the longest time, and now I'm in my garage. Um, set up an outside rig and I love it. I never understood what a man cave was because it, I just don't watch that much TV per se. I, I watch too much TV, but I don't, you know, have a theater seat and all that stuff. But I walk out in my garage and I got a squat rack and I got a full rig outside. I love it. It is just such a great space to be in. Um, my, my history basically is I was an endurance athlete for a long, long time, like 20 years of triathlon and ultras and adventure racing and the stupider, the better, you know, things like, Hey, let's go do a double century. I haven't trained. Eh, why not go do it? Um, so I struggle a lot on anything related to strength. Uh, you know, my back squat sucks. My snatch is non-existent. But um, enjoy doing it, you know, enjoy cleaning because there's not a lot of skill in cleans um, and I don't have to go overhead. So that's kind of my thing. If it's aerobic, I'm there. Um, that's, so how do you how do you inspire yourself to to go and do the hard things by yourself? I would never do any of this bullshit if it wasn't for some coach and people beside me. Like I would no, I would never do this on my own. How I, do you I, do it? I think having... Um, diagnosed anxiety um the ability to focus for just a few minutes on a single thing is is what drives me to do crossfit i mean it's it's one of the only times during the day where pick up that barbell that is the only thing you have to do every rowing stroke is just a stroke and then i count strokes if i'm doing a 500 i i count to like 30 or 35 strokes you know, that's just how I do it. And, and it's, it's the one thing in life, because if I'm sitting at the office, you know, I run product for a, a networking infrastructure company, and there's always 20 things going on. And my brain works that way. But it's so nice to just sit down there in the garage and, and be completely focused on me or completely focused on one rep or, 
you know, not have that myriad of craziness going on. That just, it helps. I don't get the intensity of, of being in a box. I can't chase anybody, but I get the, the focus. And that is so key to me. Hmm. I like that. I go to the box. So, um, I don't just become a hermit and stay indoors. I'm a, I'm pretty much an introvert, but if I've been going to a gym, uh, whether it was boxing or weightlifting for the last 25 years, virtually every day. And when I had my writing business at home for 12 years, that would often be the only time I actually saw people, which was enough, <laughs> which was quite enough. But uh, yeah, it just became part of my social life. And I was never an athlete growing up. I was a giant bookworm. But I just really, I liked the coaches, I liked the people, I liked the fact that we were doing something different, and I like to do things differently. So why CrossFit, so that, though? Why do you do CrossFit? What, what, what brought you uh, to this? I was boxing, and um, there was a CrossFit box that opened up next door, and my feet, I have terrible feet. My, all my toe joints are destroyed with osteoarthritis, and, and if you don't have good feet, you can't box, you know, because you, you have to you have to be fast stay on your toes so i thought okay i'm gonna go over i wasn't sure about crossfit because i'd heard so many terrible things about it that was gonna kill you but i figured well i'm already halfway dead so i went in there and uh the first first day i really liked it i liked my coach he was awesome we're still friends and i just said okay that's it and then i just quit boxing and it was also the first CrossFit box in the city that, that we're in, Kitchener-Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be doing something different, um, to be, you know, OG. I like being OG. I'm OG a lot in things, so <laughs> early adopter. Early adopter. OG early adopter is good. Uh, when you say it's nice being different, I, I like the CrossFit methodology. I like the fact that it just changes every damn day. And, you know, it's not Tuesday is back and buys or, oh, it's long day on Saturday. Therefore, it's a four hour run. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's something else. And, and now I've got like three different sites that I kind of pick and choose my training from. So uh, I'm clearly not as 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 fit as I probably should be when I when I had a coach and she whipped me into some seriously good shape. But you know, one day is wall balls and maybe the next day is wall balls. Oh, and then the next day is dumbbell snatches and, and then some aerobic stuff and I'm doing a hatch thing. So there's just this constant, you know, that, that ADD brain that I have is, is always needing just a little bit of different stimuli. Well, Most now what do you want to talk about? I, I, I think um, if you think you've covered who you are and uh, um, at least gives, because what, what our point is here is to get, get folks an understanding who the admins are. You, me, Steve, Andrea, Billy, um, Robert. I, um, well, we all have our own our own roles within admin, right? We sort of carved out our own personality personas, don't you think? How, how would you, you How would you label it? Because I, I mean, um, to you know, actually, I'll go because I mean, Billy is, uh, you know. <laughs> He's the legit athlete. He's, <laughs> he he's, is. Been, he's, he's the good the old boy, bourbon drinking, yeah, original. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, he, knows. Liz, he knows. Liz is still a runner, but yeah, we do. But I, I think that's true of the list as a whole. There are people that really come across as you know athletes, and they post their workouts. There's people like John Robert Woods, who is just literally there to inspire people to live a better life. Um, yep. You know, and and yeah, we do have a little bit of different roles, but I, I think you know some of the most important things that people don't understand. So, when did we first get the admin jet? And can you describe it and just let people know how amazing it is? Well, it's pretty much like Wonder Woman's jet, invisible to most people, <laughs> except for us. <laughs> and Steve's chalk stains. Uh, exactly. Um, Elon Musk gave it to us, and uh, it's pretty awesome. I like it. And it's got like uh, a full bar, always. It's got um, kegs of Prosecco. And anything you want. Yeah, it's pretty good. See, this is where we differ. You keep talking about things like grapes and scotch. And if it ain't got hops, I could care less. You, you know? know what? I like beer, too. I really like beer a lot. Um, just, you know what? I like all alcohol. That's my problem. And by the way, I am now on day one of not drinking. I'm going to try and go all of September without booze. So far, it's painful. Sober September, day one. You know, Sober September is supposed to start on September 1st. Yeah, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, I think this is good. And the whole goal now is to rope in the other folks because Liz is in England and Billy's on the East Coast. Well, as you are too, technically, by time zone. And Steve's on the West Coast and Robert's on the East Coast. So we're just trying to get people as we can. First episode is Meet the Admins. And that's what we're trying um, to do. Yeah. You know what? We should probably try and be briefer next time. You know, we should probably, you know, because we, we literally could do this Joe Rogan thing and talk for four hours and then no one would listen to us. So I'm going to I'm going to try and be more concise next time we talk. How's that? Yeah, well, we'll listen to the recording and uh, we'll, we'll cut and paste and we'll figure it oh, out. Oh, hey, hey, I think we need to tell people right off the bat that there will be some cussing. Okay, so that if they're sensitive, they should probably not listen. That's probably okay. a good idea. That's probably a and, good idea. And if they, um, if they don't know that by now, I kind of shame on them. But then again, hopefully this, hopefully this audience, this this audience, the audience this reaches will be more than just the CrossFit Masters group. Really? Who do you think we're gonna get? Uh, I'm thinking world domination. Oh man, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, thank okay, you very um, much. And now for our final transition, uh, we were able to get Liz, who lives over in the UK, and Angela and Billy and myself were also able to join in and have a great conversation. So here is Angela. So Liz, why why, why are you part of this admin group? Um. Well, I I joined Liz Roddis, um, who I think Angela knows. Uh, She works with me. She does the same job as me, but in Birmingham. And um, she added me to the group and I just thought, oh, this is great. I love this. You know, loads of people who are my kind of age who are interested in this stuff. And um, and then two years ago, um, Angela contacted me to to ask me if I'd be interested in being an admin. I thought, yeah, I really would, actually. I, I really would like to do that. Um, you know, I'd like to make a contribution rather than, than just 
posting. I mean, occasionally I'm, I'm one of those people, I'll be sat on the train and I'll think of something witty and amusing to put on the on the post and then discover my phone battery is flat and stuff like that. But um, I, I just thought, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to do that. I'd like I'd really like to make a contribution. And also, um, I, I, I spend probably more time than I should on Facebook. Um, I have a lot of opinions. I like to share them. Um, and I, I find it very irksome um, when people are rude or say inappropriate things or think it's okay to insult people or are not capable of dealing with a difference of opinion in a grown-up sort of way and also because I'm a middle-aged woman, a lawyer and a teacher so I am the original kind of bossy interventionist sort of person so I just thought yeah I, I think I think that might be something I would enjoy doing and also, just, you know, as I say, making a contribution, I just thought I just thought it'd be nice to do that. So I'm grateful to Liz Roddis for introducing me. I trained with her the other day, actually, we were both in London. And uh, we got a day pass to um, a gym near the office. And we got in early to uh, to do some lifting before work and it was just so much fun you know some days it's a real chore to get it done other days you just go in and you just think yeah this is why I do this this is why I love it so we had an awesome what Liz called a bro sesh and mm. um yeah I'm, I'm, I'm into all the kind of you know the big men and next to the boxing ring and stuff like that so yeah I think it's just being part of a community same reason a lot of people do CrossFit actually um a board like this is is very much about cross uh, CrossFit because it's um it's about forming an actual community where you know people do form those sort of like relationships, I suppose, friendships um, with people that you probably would never otherwise get to meet. I agree. That's totally why I do this. Um, also, because if I want to travel the world now, I I am um, I have people in all corners of the world that I'm just going to say, hey, I'm in town, and I've done that. Just called people up that I if I'm visiting a city, and I says, hey, you want to take me to a box, buy me a beer, and. Sure. Uh, and that's what I do. It's fun. And I also do that with my TED stuff. So between the TEDx and the CrossFit, it's uh, I pretty much got the intellectual and the physical covered. So I like it. And I, yeah, also wanted, I also wanted to have international admin because we are an international group. So when I started following your comments and your uh, cheeky wisdom, I thought, yeah, I'm going to ask her. And then, uh, you know, it sort of counter, counterbalances the southern drawl of billy and we have the you know we have the british accent of liz so it's for everyone yeah i i think it's great that it's international i think it is terrific it really is i, I may have, i probably did miss this but how how long have you been doing crossfit um i started uh sort of 49 so about five years so you've seen i mean i've been in it for nine so i know my answer but has it has your experience changed in five years from the beginning to now um i think in terms of of what i can do yes it has i've definitely got better um the only thing is with my main sport being distance running um i trash myself quite a bit um i have smashed up my knee i've injured a shoulder i left a chunk of my hand on the south downs during a race which was not pretty um so that means that my progress has, has not been linear. Um, my box has just de-affiliated, de so obviously there have been some changes there. But I do, 
I do feel that I'm a lot more kind of relaxed. I was going to say less competitive, but I think I'd have to be dead not to be competitive. I'm just <laughs> in my makeup. Um, so, yeah, it's... I think I see a lot of people commenting on how much CrossFit has changed generally in terms of, of how how things are done and how they publicize themselves and how they organize things. Um, but that hasn't necessarily changed my own immediate experience. I don't know how you feel about it, Ben. What, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, I'm nine years in and, you know, my thing has become, I'm finally become getting a realization that I need to become smart because I'm not 25. Um, and it took me a long time. But I would like to make a comment on the uh, the distance running. Um, mm. I tore a lat in 2013. And if you tear a latch, you can't do anything. I couldn't row. I couldn't do double unders. I mean, it, you don't realize how much you can't do. So I started running. At that point, I had never ran over two miles. Um, I think within six weeks, I did my first 10K. And 10 weeks in, I did my first 50K trail run because that's the, you know, I don't have common sense. But I tell people <laughs> all the time, I really think the reason, one of the big reasons I made the CrossFit Games is how mentally strong that distance running made me because you get in, you know, you get 20 miles into a 30 mile run and it hurts and it sucks, but you realize you can do it. It's just, you know, are you going to man up per se and do it? I know that's a terrible analogy, but, but, you know, mental, mental strength came from that distance running. I absolutely have no doubt. So you got an advantage if you come from that background, I think. I think you do, because I, I do. There have been times in races where I've just thought, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Um, and at that point, it's usually kind of like, well, um, this may be an error, but, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're on a trail. If you don't keep going, what are you going to do? <laughs> Die I, in a ditch. <laughs> um, I don't you, run, but I've been a solo parent for 20 years, so I feel all those feels. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> if you don't do it, you're just, you know, the mental toughness. So those are my ultra marathons. Uh, one last thing on that, and I don't understand it yet, except for the fact that what we talked about the other day about the way I plan out CrossFit workouts, I can never, no matter what CrossFit workout I do, I've got a Garmin now that I pretty much wear all the time, and I cannot get my heart rate as high in the gym, no matter what I'm doing, as I can on a 5K run. I just mm -hmm. can't. It may have something to do with my lack of efficiency or that I push harder, but uh, that's what it is. 5Ks are a, an interesting breed because, you know, coming at this as a, as a runner myself and, you know, being out there for a few hours is very different than a CrossFit workout. And like you say, you, you just get into that mode of like, well, if I'm going to finish. It's up to me to keep my, moving my feet. But a 5K is, um, you know, it's, it's 20 to 30 minutes roughly and, and it's single modal, so you're not popping onto the rower and then grabbing a barbell, so you don't get to switch up. And, yeah. and that drive there, like a 400 is, is a flat-out sprint, but a, a 5K is, is, you know, 20-something minutes. But you're also saying, but it's only a 5K. So you really get that mindset of, like, I'm going to go really hard on this at whatever is your pace. Um, and yet it continues to keep going and going and going because it's it's not a minimal distance by any means no no it's not i mean i 
normally if I run, that would be my my baseline, my go-to. What's your deadlift, Liz? Um, my max, um, I'm building back up to it, but 115K one rep is the heaviest I've ever done. Holy and I shit. really thought my internal organs were going to part company with me on that one. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. I haven't done that one in a while, but yeah, I'm building back up to it. What the hell? I just did the math. That's 253 pounds. That's, yes, it uh, is. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Don't fuck it with was, It was just the once. <laughs> I did it with my trainer, and he got me really psyched, really psyched. What, that's, what's that's your deadlift, Billy? Uh, 200 kilos. Right. Ron? Yeah, I did kilos. You say that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's impressive. I that. Well I done. Did, Thank you. 200 pounds the, sucks. <laughs> I did it in the Masters Qualifier uh, 2016. Most I've ever done was in the qualifier. So you gotta you got to appreciate the peak. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dine out on that one for forever. <laughs> so my mine mine clocks in at four thirty five. So one one ninety eight one ninety eight kilos, which ain't bad for a skinny ass tall runner guy. Uh, you know what? I, I I have an idea. I think that after the age of fifty five, that all of our PRs should be reset because I think it's completely unfair that we have to compare our fifty five year old selves back to whatever we got as a PR in our 40s or early 50s. I just think there should be a reset. I was buying a new workout book, and that's that's one reason. I've got a brand new book. It's a 55 is a new era. So, yeah, that's it, and that's one of those things I've never understood. I understand. My, my first coach always said there are pushers and there are pullers, and I'm a pusher because my squat is, I mean, I squat over 400 pounds, but my deadlift's not much more than my squat. So it's just, you know. I can overhead squat almost 300, but I can't deadlift more than... It's funny. We are polar opposites. My squat is 325, and I'm pretty sure I did not hit depth on that. And my deadlift is 435. Um, and my overhead squat, I think, is like 205. I just don't have that capability. But for some reason, deadlifting is like my secret ninja exercise. And I think when I first started CrossFit... Most of my little tweaks, minor little injuries, were from deadlifts. And men- mentally, I'm like, do I really need to be able to deadlift over 400 pounds? I mean, what do I need to do that? So I don't deadlift heavy. I don't, even, I don't even use my lower body ever in CrossFit. Like, people keep saying things like, use your legs. Use your legs. <laughs> no, what the fuck? I'll use everything from the belly button up. I, don't know. I, I am working on trying to get stronger. I do my my PR for a deadlift is two thirty five, which is what I don't know one hundred and six or one hundred and seven kilos. But uh, I just can't do it like the rest of the people around me. They just feel like they pick that stuff off the floor and and there's no gravity. I get to the bar and it's like it's not moving anywhere. So there's there's clearly something wrong with. <laughs> It's interesting, actually, because um, my my son is 6'4", and he finds deadlifting really hard because he's all arms and legs. In fact, he's he's relatively recently, he's been, I suppose when he was about 13, he hit six foot. Um, So he's still at that stage where he wants to use his hands, but they're on the end of these long, weird things. And that's really awkward. And, but he finds the whole kind of long levers thing really difficult and full depth squats as well. If you, if you 
if you're very tall, that can be unstable. But it's it's interesting with um, with the deadlift and, and running. I think a lot of that power comes from your glutes and hams. And oh, yeah. I think, um, I mean, my my glutes are, well, I've never attempted to crack a walnut, but you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could. <laughs> okay, now I have to visualize that. Okay. <laughs> That could but be disturbing. <laughs> since I have 15,000 nude pictures, thanks to that uh, post on uh, <laughs> Facebook, Jesus. <laughs> that was funny as hell. I love it when they outsmart us. <laughs> I got I to say, though, I, I died. I thought that was awesome. I was actually waiting for the the Facebook investigators to call me and go, uh, is this real? I mean, I, I honestly, the, when I saw it, I was like, No. You didn't just put that on there. And I know it's a joke, but it's just the times, you know. I've got no complaints on that. Have, like, I haven't seen a complaint. Have you guys seen a complaint? I haven't seen yeah. a complaint. No. Nobody's, no, not at all. Nobody's okay. logged a complaint against it. And, and I mean, I'm just dying because some of the responses were a little bit trite. But a lot of them, I was just laughing my ass off. The guy that had the N-E-W-T newts with, you know, why are they asking for videos and poses? Oh, I just, I thought that was fantastic. I think they get us. I think a, a bunch of their 28,000, well, there's only like, I don't know, maybe 2,000 of them actually ever, you know, get on there and comment. But I think they get us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think there's there's a lot of people with quite dry senses of humor there. And it's it's good to see. It's really good to see. And then you've got people like John who just kind of like, I don't know where that guy gets his enthusiasm from, but I want some of that. How anybody can be that cheerful first thing in the morning is beyond my comprehension. Really, <laughs> Yeah, is. I do the math on what time it is when he's doing that. And I'm like, people aren't supposed to be up then. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> so, um, so let me do some housekeeping. I'm gonna have to edit uh, just a few of this. Um, to, with... <laughs> yeah, maybe edit out the walnut comment, please. <laughs> no, leave oh, that, that one that in. <laughs> We're talking deadlifts. That's staying in. <laughs> Cut out the uh, and leaving the fact she runs 62 miles. <laughs> Anything, Liz, that you wanted to, you know talk about you've talked about yourself you talked about the list is there anything you you wanted people to know um, about you that you haven't already I think, shared i think one of the the best things about all this is that um obviously i i taught a lot of students over the last 18 years and i had a message from one of them the other day because i keep in touch with quite a few of them they contact me on facebook they message me so even people that i taught like well, there's somebody that I taught in 2001 who is still in touch with me. And um, there was one of the girls who contacted me and she said um, she'd been doing a lot of um, cycle racing. And I said, oh, that's great. You know, really pleased to hear it kind of thing. You know, do you want to connect on Strava sort of thing? And she said, um, actually, one of the reasons why I started doing that was because when I met you, um, we were doing an icebreaker because it was like the first ever session. And you um, asked us all to say one thing about yourself that you can't see. So I said, OK, I'm just about to run my first half marathon. And she said, I remember looking at you and thinking, oh, OK, I wouldn't have thought of you doing that because I, I was a bit heavier now uh, then than I am now. And she said, I wouldn't have thought of you doing that. But then I thought, OK, yeah, 
well, if she can do things like that, maybe I can do things like that. And I think that's one of the really great things about doing a sport like this or doing any sport is the, the response of people around you, um, particularly if you're at master's level, because my students look at me and think, wow, you're twice my age and you can run like that. OK, maybe I should get off my backside. Um, and it's just that opportunity to, to set a good example. I mean, that sounds incredibly kind of pious and annoying, but it, it is, I think people figure that if you can, they can. And actually, especially when you teach, that's that's really powerful. That's really good. I agree. I agree. And I, I have no problem being pious as well, <laughs> but as long as we're good examples. And uh, I hey, don't Liz, know what it was. When, uh, when I ran that first uh, ultra marathon uh when we drove when we pulled up you know i'm rolling in there at five nine one ninety five and my wife says we're pulling in says you know none of these people look like you they they look like me billy <laughs> like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what she was talking about with being able to do the things you do at, at your at, at our ages i remember at like mile 28 this guy that had to have been 75 or 80 just goes right past me and i'm like holy crap, you know, I think I'm killing this thing. And this guy just blew past me and I'm 25 years younger than him, but cool. All right, Ron. Thank you. All right. See you guys later. Okay. See you guys. Excellent talking to you. Cheers. Bye-bye.